Hi, my name is Scott Dahl. I'd like to welcome you to the fourth podcast in my series. And uh, this, these podcasts, I've, as I've explained before, they will build on themselves. So if you'd be kind enough to go back to podcast number one and work your way through, because what I'm doing is I'm trying to communicate what I do, how I make investment decisions, and build this base. So when I explain what I believe is going to happen in the future, then hopefully it'll it'll look very uh, lo logical to you. And um, obviously no one can predict the future, but I believe uh, that we we get have predictability through technical analysis. And I've proven that to myself over the years. So let's get started. Um, we have discussed in past episodes, the uh, trend, how to identify a trend, how to draw a trend line, be it uh, a trend that's going up or a trend that's going down. We've discussed support and resistance and then in an uptrend, how if the market or whatever you're analyzing goes through a resistance area or a resistance line, then that becomes support at that point. Uh, we've discussed mass and then how a mass has a tendency to continue in the same direction until it's disturbed and then it changes direction, has a, has a, a tendency to go in that direction for uh, a long period of time. Uh, and what's the market? market's a psychological mass. It's what everybody believes that that asset or that market is worth at that specific time. And we, as humans, are repetitive. So prices have a tendency to have a repetitive nature to them. We talked about secular trend, long-term trends versus cyclical trends, which are shorter-term trends inside the, the secular trend. We also discussed uh, the interest rates. We started, I started in the last episodes discussing interest rates and, and the Federal Reserve. Uh, describe what the Federal Reserve is and why it was created. And now what we're going to do is we're going to get further into the interest rates and then we're going to wind our way down through or up through at this point and discuss inflation. And then eventually we'll get around to how, the, how all these things tie in and how they're going to affect the market. So the Federal Reserve, as I explained, is a, uh, it's a central bank and its main purpose is to have influence over the economy and to try to smooth out the fluctuations of the economy. And I believe that's the main reason the Federal Reserve was created. So the Federal Reserve, it's also, you can call it the Fed. You hear people talk about the Fed. And then you we talk about uh, currently how the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates to try to slow the economy down. So how do they do that? So the Federal Reserve has uh, several different tools at their disposal uh, that that they use in order to try to control economic activity or to to smooth out economic activity. So let's let's discuss how the, the Federal Reserve, how they affect the economy, the tools that they use in order to reduce the fluctuation or the volatility in the economy. There are several tools that the, the Fed uses, the Federal Reserve uses uh, to do this, but what they're using now to try to affect interest rates or to, to move interest rates are what's called open market operations. What open market operations are is that's where the Federal Reserve either uh, buys treasury bonds on the open market or they sell treasury bonds on the open market. And what that does is if the Federal Reserve buys the bonds, then they're putting more money into the system. And then there's more money to go around. And then that would logically lower interest rates because there's more money available. If the Federal Reserve would, would then um, sell uh, their securities or their treasuries in the open market, then that means that cash would come into the Federal Reserve and be, would be pulled out of the economy. And then that would have a tendency to tighten the economy and raise interest rates. So the Federal Reserve, they can't just say, okay, rates are going to be this, thus, and, and that's what the interest rate is. 
they do they they affect the the interest rate through open market operations. What they affect is the Fed funds rate. What the Fed funds rate is is that's the interest rate that banks pay one another to loan money to each other overnight, and that uh, fluctuates through open market operations. But exactly how does the Federal Reserve do that? Well, by buying and selling their bonds, what and what they they're doing is they're adjusting interest rates on reserve balances. What reserve balances are is that's the that's the money that banks have in reserve with their uh, regional federal reserves. So they have they have the central federal reserve and then they have the regions. So that's the money that the that the member banks have in reserve with the regional uh, federal reserve banks. And so if the Federal Reserve, through open market operations, raises that interest rate on the reserve balances, well, if the banks are paying the Federal Reserve more to, to hold their money, then they're going to have to charge the member banks, their, their brethren banks, they're going to have to charge them more on the overnight loaning of money uh, because they're paying the Federal Reserve more. So that's how the Federal Reserve adjusts the um, uh, Fed funds rate. And that's what they're doing right now to try to slow the economy down. So what I'd like to do now is I'd like to start looking at interest rates, interest rate movement. And what I've got up is I've got a chart of interest rates. What this is, is this is a chart of the 10-year treasury. So we discussed T-bills, T-notes, T-bonds. So this is a 10-year treasury. 10-year is a, uh, it's what everyone really looks at as far as uh, being a proxy for overall interest rates. This chart. If you can look across the bottom here, it's a lot of data. It goes all the way back to 1860. So here are the years 1880, 1890, all the way out to present day. And then you've got the inter the rate that is uh, the rate on the 10-year treasury. Uh, what's interesting here, as you can see at the peak, uh, it was uh, uh, close to well, it was 15.5%. Remember this back in the 80s uh, where, where we had this incredibly high interest rate? Um, and the, you know, it's funny that people were holding out for, um, they were buying, investing in CDs and you do a 10 year CD at, at, if, if treasuries were 15 and a half, you could find a 10 year treasury, excuse me, a 10 year CD at 17, 18%. But people wouldn't go 10 years because they were convinced that interest rates were going to go higher. So you could have put your money for 10 years in at rates north of 15%, but everybody, you know, believe erroneously that rates were, were going to go higher. But let, so let's get back to this chart. So this is very important. Interest rates move in 22 to 37, depending on how you measure it, 22 to 37 year secular trends or 22 to 40 year secular trends. Again, depending on exactly how you, you draw that, that trend change. So if you go all the way back to 18, uh, 60 or 1864, you've got a downtrend in interest rates from 1864 down to 1900. So we went down from about five and a half percent down to 3%, 36 years. So there's a 36 year downtrend in interest rates. Then from 1900 to about 1922, uh, we went up for 22 years. Uh, obviously, we know what happened uh, uh, right here, Black Tuesday. So there's the depression. So Rates started down in 1922, and they dropped from 22 to 42. So they went down for about 22 years. Then interest rates turned around from 1942 to 1982, and they went up 40 years. Then interest rates peaked in 1982. A lot of us remember that. I started in the business in 83, 
Oh, here's here's Black Monday. That's that was interesting. That was uh, 1987. I distinctly remember that, it, it, like it was yesterday. But let's go back to rates. So from 1942 to 1982, rates went up for 40 years. So from 1982 to 2020, rates went down for 38 years. So you get the idea. 36 years down, 22 years up, 22 years down, 40 years up. 38 years down. So rates move in these long-term secular trends. Now, remember the mass. When 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 it when the trend line trend is broken, that's a mass. That's a change in, in this trajectory. And and you know from physics that a mass has a tendency to continue uh, in the direction of the trend. So I'm gonna say that uh this is uh this is inter interest current interest rates right here, 4.78. This is a little stale data, this chart. We're down, down around 4.4% now in the treasury. But I'm going to say that without having certainty of future events, that we're in a secular bull market in interest rates. So this is my first, uh, first point that I want to make. We're in a long-term uptrend in interest rates. Interest rates are going to go up for, if you look at the past, somewhere between 22 to 40 years. So interest rates are going to go up uh, longer than... I don't know, maybe 80% of us are going to be alive. And, and that's going to have an effect on the stock market. That's going to have effect on the bond market. That's going to have a significant effect on our economy going forward. And so we'll get into that later on, what I believe this is going to do for uh, all, all the financial assets that we invest in. So what I've put up now is a chart that I've created of the interest rates on the 10-year treasury. It's from 19... 66 all the way out to uh, current day. And the you can see that, that this is a 40-year downtrend. Here's 1982. And then we broke this downtrend in, uh, what, about, uh, two, about 2022. So now we're headed in the other direction for probably 22 to 37 or 22 to 40 years because the interest rates move in long-term secular trends of 22 to right around 40 years, again, depending on how you measure it. We're not going to go straight up. And what I mean by that is if you look at the interest rate trajectory, the this was artificial. So the Federal Reserve pulled, they influenced the uh, cash in the, in the, in the um, through open market operations, the cash in the system. They artificially pulled these interest rates down. So when they let it go, it was like a slingshot. And now interest rates, had, had, they overdid it too far on the downside. Now they're probably, probably overdoing it too far on the upside. So we're seeing interest rates come back down and that could continue here for a while. I don't know how long, maybe a year, maybe, maybe, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. It's hard to say at this point. Just got to let the charts, let the charts tell us what is going to happen as it unfolds. But over the longer term, we're going to go significantly higher in interest rates. It's time. How does this affect our investing? Well, there's such a thing called the 60-40 portfolio. You may have heard of it. Most people have. And the idea behind that, the thinking is if you put 60% of your money in stocks and 40% of your money in bonds, then and, and adjust it periodically, maybe yearly, you adjust that percentage that not only are you making gains, but because under the theory that stocks and bonds move opposite of each other, under the theory of that, 
then you have less volatility because when one's going up, the other one's going down and vice versa. However, that 60-40 portfolio, that idea was created uh, during this, this downtrend in interest rates. And remember, if interest rates go down, what do bonds do? Bonds go higher. So we had 40 years of a bond market that went higher. But I mean, it didn't go straight up because interest rates fluctuated and interest rate fluctuations affect bond prices. So you had, it was a secular downtrend in interest rates, which, which was what? A secular uptrend in bonds. So the 60-40 portfolio worked pretty good over long periods of time because bonds went higher uh, for 40 years. The, the secular uptrend in bonds for 40 years with the secular downturn in rates. So you see my point. So now the 60-40 portfolio that everybody's lauded as the perfect example of a portfolio, sure, it's going to work f over periods of time. In fact, it may work now if, if interest rates continue down, but over this long period of time, you're not going to see the same success with the 60-40 portfolio. So investment process is going to have to change. So there you have it. So I believe interest rates are going to head higher for a long, long period of time. It's, 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 it's time. It's time for the interest rates to turn. So what happens if rates go up? Bonds go down. Bonds aren't going to go down consistently over this long-term period of time. They're going to have these fluctuations. But the standard thinking that 40% bond, 60% stock, and you're fine, it's not going to work, in my opinion, like it did over the last 40 years. We're going to be in a down, uh, long-term secular downtrend in bonds as interest rates move higher. So what I'm going to get into in the future is I'll get into rates a little bit more, and then we're going to eventually uh, start talking about inflation, and then we'll put it all together and we'll take a look at uh, how I believe that this is going to affect us going forward as investors. So thank you for watching this. If you'd like to contact me, it's scott at dollcapitaladvisors.com. That's D-O-L-L, uh, dollcapitaladvisors.com. You can just come directly to my website. You can call me 949-497-6366. Thank you for watching, and I'll look forward to uh, presenting uh, the next couple episodes. And uh, thanks. <laughs>